Hello and welcome to another night at the round table. I am David Flora. With me for this round table, surprise, surprise, we have Derek from Monsters Among Us. What's up, Derek? Howdy ho, neighbors. How's everyone doing? Pretty good. Pretty good, neighborino. Uh, from <laughs> seeing this, we have Justin Zinger. What's up, Zinger? How's it going, everyone? I'm, I'm excited to talk about this movie. <laughs> Sounds like I'm it. I'm excited, too. <laughs> So we're going to talk about The Curse of La Llorona tonight. This is a, a 2019 movie, just came out uh, last year. It's on HBO now. Or HBO Max. HB, yeah, HBO Max, HBO Now, HBO Go, whatever the crap they're calling it these days. And this one was one I seriously considered going to see in the theater <laughs> because uh, Blurry Photos had covered this uh, topic, you know, a couple years back. Not not our traditional style, but it was uh, it was a fun time nonetheless. And so, I was like, I wonder what they are going to do with this. You know, it's a it's an interesting story. And then they made this movie. So, I kind of glad I didn't see it in the theater. Anyway, let's go through the plot. I guess let let me just start off real quick I, I, before we get anywhere. Justin and I had a vote yesterday. And David, you're not allowed. I'm out. You're not allowed to pick any more movies. You're over three. <laughs> uh, you're done. You're cut off. Um, okay, con- continue. Carry on. I-, I wanted to ask real quick. Um, what like? Okay, so we have this movie, but is this whole curse thing or this whole um, mythos thing something you guys have heard about before? Oh yeah. Or where 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 did you guys hear about this before? Because I actually have a fun story of where I first discovered it. Of La Llorona? Yeah. It was, um, it was something that um, we came across when looking for show topics back, I think it was like 2017, 2016, somewhere around in there. And I think we just stumbled across this uh, this entity, this figure, this folklore. We were like, this this sounds good. There's not a lot to it, but let's, let's see if we can cover it anyway. I think it was going to be one of those kind of uh, short shorter shows we were gonna you know riff a lot on it and then like the day before we were set to record i just got this crazy idea to make it into a an audio drama mm-hmm. and so i i was like give me a couple days and let's put this together and then it was it was just nuts after that but um that's where i had heard about it i i forgot even where i heard the the story initially if i just read it somewhere or maybe i was looking for topics or something but that's where i heard it for me, it was submitted as a call, actually. Uh, really? I want to say second, late second season, maybe, something like that. Uh, maybe as a hometown legend, in fact. Um, one way or another, somebody submitted a story about, uh, you know, La Llorona, and I've received probably four or five since the show began. Uh, and usually it's not an experience somebody has. I think there may be one or two, but most of it's just telling of the legend or uh, somebody they knew experienced it or somebody they knew actually died from it. So uh, it, it's certainly a cautionary tale that, that the Latino population certainly takes seriously, I think. So this is something I kind of had heard about like a while back. Like it kind of came up and like when I was looking up paranormal stuff and everything. But uh, the way I actually got introduced to the story and the actual kind of mythos behind it was actually from the Blurry Photos episode. <laughs> Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> Which I will say this. Um compared to this movie, ten out of ten. <laughs> I, I, I I've heard it and I would agree. I that was an enjoyable episode compared to this film. Well, thank you. 
it was it was completely improvised uh minus just the the parts of the legend that you know we and we came across but it was a lot of fun to do so unlike watching this movie we we should probably get into the plot and since david you made us watch this crap maybe you should have to suffer through telling us what you saw sure this is this was my pick i was i seriously i was i was curious uh what this was and this cat has been killed by that curiosity so uh there is a there is a mother um who is a social worker and it start the movie starts out in uh mexico in what was it, the 17th or 18th century, something like that. Uh, and it's just a couple of kids and a, a husband and wife. 1673. Thank you, yeah, so 17th century. And <laughs> these and this family is in a field. The mother is given a locket from one of the kids, and then they all decide to play Ring Around the Hide and Seek, Rosie, <laughs> <laughs> or something. It, it, it was so weird how how they did this but suddenly everybody's gone except for one kid and then he you know starts traipsing through the forest being like mama like trying to find everybody and anyways he finds the mother who is drowning the other kid and then she runs after him and grabs him and then we cut to title and then suddenly we're in 1973 Mm -hmm. but wait a minute that entire scene takes place at like high noon yeah, it's, it's, it's important to point that out because this is supposed to be a horror film and it's sure it's does. sunny as can be. I mean, there's nothing spooky about what we see other than the woman drowning her kid. But I mean, yeah. these days, does anything surprise anyone? <laughs> <laughs> Silent oh, well, giggles. Well, no one wants to agree with me that the world's on no, fire. My, I'm face palming because <laughs> there's so many missed opportunities. We'll we'll get to it. But anyways, 1973, which is such an arbitrary. Why? Just they wanted a round 300. Oh, no, 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 I might have. Well, yeah, I mean, the round 300. But um, I discovered something about this movie as I was watching it that I don't know if you guys picked up on. This is part of, uh, like, coll- I mean, like, shared universe. Yeah, it's it connects to others? Yes, it does. And it is. Okay. And, and, okay, so I was watching it when she's talking to the priest, and the priest, like, is having flashbacks, something, and you see the... It's not subtle. Yeah, and, and I'm like, oh, wait, that's the doll from Annabelle, isn't it? I don't really oh, watch these yeah. things. Okay. And okay. so this is connected to the Conjuring universe, because, you know, everything has to be, you know, all together. I so mean, I'm, I think that's cool. So I'm cool with that. The Conjuring universe includes the Conjuring movies, the Annabelle movies, The Nun, and this. And um, this um, takes place in 73, so it takes place... After Annabelle comes home, but before The Conjuring 2, for, you know, everyone at home keeping track on their timeline. Uh, the the movie universe of um, ghostly women behaving badly. Yes. Right? Yeah. So, <laughs> so, 73, which, that's the only reason it was set in 73. If you had told me this was 2020, I would have said, sure. Except for that one old police car that they show. <laughs> <laughs> Everything else looked uh, 2020 to me. But anyways, uh, the main character in this is a mother of two, a single mother. A husband has passed away. Do we find out why? I don't think they did, did they? No, I, I was but, I was uh, like, did I miss it? Yeah. I mean, I, I like it when they don't overtly explain everything, although they do that later, which I'll bring up. But uh, 
they they allude to the fact that he died on the job. He's a police yeah, officer, yeah. and he died in the line of duty somehow, but they, I don't think they actually said how. Yeah. Maybe that was connected with Annabelle. Oh. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. The that, synchronicities. That <laughs> I got it in. I got it in early this time. Yeah, you did it. Proud of you. Punch that card. Um, one more, and you get, like, a, a free... Uh, <laughs> a free sub? Jamba juice. A, a free synchronicity. <laughs> Oh boy, that's just you what I one, need. So this this woman's a social worker, and she goes to the house of uh, another woman uh, uh, who has two children. She's got the children locked in a closet, right? And she's screaming at the social worker, the main character. What what is her name? Uh, Anna. Anne. The main the main okay. the main character is Anna. So. Anna uh, goes and gets these kids out of the closet while their mother's screaming, don't don't open it. They're in there for protection. And lo and behold, she opens the closet and La Llorona, which is the ghost of this woman who drowned these children, La Llorona, the weeping woman. She is able to find these kids. They end up dead. And the, the mother blames Anna, the main character, for their deaths, which, you know what? She's right. <laughs> but <laughs> true story. But then Yorona uh, starts coming for Anna's kids. She's got two two young children, boy and a girl, and and then the rest of the movie is basically the kids keep experiencing things with La Yorona. They get burned on the arm when she grabs them, which kind of marks them for her. And then Anna starts seeing La Yorona as well. She can finally sees when when she kind of connects the dots and figures out that this isn't just the mother wasn't abusing those kids she was actually protecting them from this ghost and so the rest of the movie is kind of a slow burn of her trying to protect the kids from la llorona while leaving them alone i don't know how many times <laughs> and she enlists the help help of an ex-priest she goes to a priest. The priest sends her to this guy who's an ex-priest, but he is a kind of a wild card folk, folklorist <laughs> shaman. Yeah, kind of practicing that, See, that magic. His introduction was really weird because he just started peeing right in front of her. And we just didn't understand what was going on. What's this guy doing? That's a reference to the last night. Of, whatever. It's been a long day, guys. <laughs> These are the jokes. Take them or leave them. A lot of water themes we've been going with recently. It's true. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, so La Llorona just is seeking to drown these these children. And basically, it ends with them fighting La Llorona, and they end up in the woman Anna's attic. And they, uh, you know, spoiler, of course, this is a late spoiler, but uh, yeah, they, they beat her. And, no uh, way. Sta <laughs> stab her. Stab her like a vampire. That's that's how they beat this ghost, who for half the movie is not seen. You just see them grab their throat or be dragged down the hall by, you know, in something invisible. Or fly out of the door. Oh my gosh, we can talk about that. That kid getting launched out that door? That was awesome. <laughs> that kid flew out that door. Anyway. <laughs> oh, it's so the ice cream show. <laughs> she gets social workers called on her at one point um, because, you know, people think she's abusing her own kids when it's actually your own. Her office rival social worker, too. 
Yeah, it's not yeah. a conflict of interest. I mean, even back in 1973, wouldn't you send somebody from like a neighboring county or something to check her out? There were no laws. It was the Wild West in 73. <laughs> so that's that's basic fundamental stuff. Now let's talk about kids getting thrown out of their houses. <laughs> oh, man. Launched. <laughs> like catapulted. Yeah, so this movie was... Awful. Like, I, I, Terrible. Awful. I, I was sitting here watching it, and I'm like... This is, like, not even, like, I'm not even vaguely scared. Also, i kind of upset they vaguely stole from Evil Dead at one point, where it's like the zoom yes, in on the... Yes, they did. Yeah, I'm like, how dare you steal from a good movie? So they're trying to shut the door. The door flies open, you know, with a big yeah. gust of wind. And then all of a sudden, you you are the perspective of La Llorona mm-hmm. flying towards the porch. Yep. And the camera's, like, shaking and zooming, and then she shuts the door right in the face. I've seen it before and done better. Total Evil Dead. I thought the same thing. Yes, and oh, and by the way, of course they have a pool out back too. I, <laughs> I, they're, they're, I, I don't know if that was in the beginning of the movie because I know that the one daughter's outside at the beginning. But then when I saw it later, I'm like, oh, this is all going to end in that pool. Oh yeah, yeah. And also, what was up with that bathtub? I mean, am I just weird and don't have a bathtub just randomly, like vaguely in the middle of like a what was that? Like a um, oh, it's like a cutout. What it's there's a certain like a. Bay window, like, but like a bay, like, cut out of the house. Well, I don't know if you've ever been to L.A., Justin, but all the houses are huge and lavish and cheap, mm. and yes. there's plenty of place to live, <laughs> and you have, like, your own bedroom and stuff. You know, I lived in a house with three dudes for, like, eight years, because, and it still paid, like, $1,200 a month rent. <laughs> uh, it just kind of gives you an indication of, of, even in 1973, it was probably uh, a tall order. So, so wait, so wait, did, did you have a giant bathtub, though? Yeah, it's like a claw foot. Yeah, it's a yeah. sitting. But the the thing I loved about it was there's so much room around it. So, I, one of my apartments in Chicago when I first moved here had a claw foot tub. There was no room to maneuver around it, <laughs> but it was there. So yeah, there the bathroom of this movie is bigger than my house, literally. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of looked like the one from Shape of Water to be. It did it a little bit, yeah. Too, there was some weird that. stuff going on in the background. I don't know what was happening. Same set. Same set. <laughs> so what was you guys' worst part? I mean, that's what I want to get to. Like, what was the part that you hated the most? And you can't say the whole thing. <laughs> I'll, I'll start. Actually, I already have something. Yeah, go ahead. I got real mad in about, I don't know, 20 seconds into the movie. Well, no, as soon as the actual movie, the, the, the flashback, once that was over, we got into the actual story, I was pretty mad pretty fast because you know this is a, a film for latino people it really is mm, there, there's sure. no question about that this is their legend blah 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 uh so why i, I love linda how do you say her name cardinelli i think uh, i love her she's awesome grandma's boy was amazing uh scooby-doo why did they cast a white woman as the lead in a latino legend movie i don't understand why they made that decision and it's not like she's a huge draw or anything like that. If they had Jennifer Garner or something like that, I'm like, okay, I get it. She's a box office draw. But no offense to Linda Cart, Car- I can't say her name, Cardinelli. Uh, like I said, I love her, but I just don't. I don't understand the decision there. I don't get yeah, it either. I, I mean, that's it's a writing. It that's, it's a writing choice. I think you think it's writing. You don't think it's just Hollywood. Well, no. I mean, everybody else in this film is Latino, it seems like. Well, no, I I don't know who's to blame or, or whose decision yeah. it was. I don't know if blame's the right word, but uh, yeah, I, I think it was it was 
developed in the script. I don't think it was something that they're like, oh, we have to have a white woman in this. I, I don't think that was a thought they had. But uh, especially with, you know, current times and stuff going on, like you would think they would be a little more aware of that. And uh, they just weren't. So maybe maybe I'm making something up. I have no idea. But it was something I definitely noticed. And I thought, man, if I was Latino and this was my legend, I'd, I'd be a little bit mad about this, I think. Well, let me throw this out there if from from the writing angle of it. If you had somebody that was of Latino descent, they would know about this story. Uh, I'm aware, yeah. yeah so that... having somebody who is not has them completely ignorant of it. So it's lazy I, I guess writing. That's, is what that's, that is. <laughs> yes, you 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 are correct and everything, but I I I just was thinking I'm like that could probably be the reason is because they wanted to have it be. Someone who wouldn't be aware of it, but I think I'm thinking too much into this movie because I don't even think they thought that far ahead. I, prob- probably not. I, and, I mean, and... there's this thing called acting that some people do, and that they get paid a lot of money for it. It's not the writer's job <laughs> to protect them from knowing or not knowing. <laughs> people can act. True, true. Oh, I wanted to say this woman, um, she's she's uh, Hawkeye's wife in Avengers. <laughs> oh. It didn't ring a bell for me, the, the ones you, you had said earlier, Derek, so I just wanted to throw that out there. Oh. <laughs> I appreciate the Grandma's Boy reference. It took that's me a minute, a, but I got there. Yeah, that's an old Adam Sandler-produced film from, man, 15 years ago or so. It was, mm. Never mind. It, it's completely Sorry, Derek, out of left field. Um, <laughs> I think it's actually on HBO. And Is it really? take the time to look for that movie instead of watching this movie i would agree 100 uh, percent grandma's boy is ridiculous but it's so much better than this <laughs> film and, and that's something that i'm disappointed by in a whole um as a whole i guess horror films at all in the last 10 years 15 years have just been mostly garbage mm-hmm. and i can say that because i've worked on a few of them they're terrible the writing is super lazy, super cliche, very predictable. This was 100% predictable. Once they introduced the characters, I knew exactly what was going to happen in this film. There was no question where the story was going to go. Uh, it's just sad. But we have people like Jordan Peele that's coming out with some you know, high concept stuff. So there, there is some light at the end of the tunnel, but there's just so much garbage we got to... I'm angry today, guys. Sorry. <laughs> Eric needs a Snickers. I need a Snickers. <laughs> I need a beer. I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not gonna di- disagree with you on it. It, it was very predictable the entire time. I mean, I'm not a big horror movie fan at all. So, I mean, me, me, like, like my, my, my horror movie experience goes from, um, Evil Dead to Evil Dead Two to, um, I'm gonna say Army of Darkness, but I feel like that's more of a comedy and the Alien movies. If you even can call those horror movies. So that's my extent of like what I like. Outside of that, I'm just like, eh. And this was really up the eh thing. Because I was like, okay, is she is she physical? Is she intangible? Like, wh- I, I don't get it. Are you guys trying to have your cake and eat it too? Because sometimes she has to physically put her hands on someone. Sometimes she launches kids out of a door. I, the rules were ridiculous. Give me some rules. Give me How- at least a few rules just explain one rule, to me maybe. how those kids were safe in the closet that ghost or whatever she is seemed to be able to go wherever whenever she wants but she can't get to this closet for some reason because there's a padlock on it i suppose i don't well there there were either incantations or or uh runes or even the stuff that maybe the pre the uh ex-priest the you know, brings out there 
The seeds. The beans. Seeds. It, oh, the seeds. Yeah. I thought they the said tree beans. seeds. Oh, I, I thought it was e- beans. I, I lost interest by that point. <laughs> <laughs> I just decided to. Watch I was like, my Sarah, own the, what's that on the floor? Oh, ah, beans. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's pretty much how that went down. <laughs> Some kind of dirt. Who cares? Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. No. It, I, there were ways. There were rules that she had to play by, and I, I'm just guessing that that woman knew them and that's how she kept the kids safe in that closet so it would have been nice if they shared those rules with us at some point well i i don't blame them for that because you know you have to have the old ex-priest get in there and and explain everything to uh, that that is one thing where it's i always find it hilarious in movies when someone seeks out an expert and then they start receiving help from the expert and then they start questioning what the expert's the expert. doing. They immediately did that to this guy. And I think it was to serve exposition, right? Oh, yeah, it, it was yeah, to explain 100%. to the audience. Yeah, because they brought him home and he takes out some eggs. By the way, I don't know the guy's name, so we're just going to start calling him Padre de los Huevos because that's all he was about was eggs. And anyways. Rafael? He, yeah, Ra- 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 Rafael. But I, de los Huevos. De, de los Huevos. No. Okay, got it. <laughs> Donatello, huevos and seeds. So he um he brings out these eggs, and they're like, "What are you gonna do? Just rub eggs? What's that gonna do? I thought you you know." And and it's like, let him do his job. Give him ten seconds to set up here. <laughs> He's still putting his eggs out. I was like, oh yeah, it, they've got to tell the audience what's going on because people can't just watch it. So that's a big pet peeve of mine, and in these movies too. I mean, there were entire characters that were there only to deliver exposition. exposition like, yeah. like the older priest, there was no yeah. purpose for him other than to deliver and, uh, vital information. It's so and lazy. And you're connected to Annabelle. You've got to have that connection. Got to have that yeah. through line of connected. I'm using huge air quotes here. Connected. Oh, <laughs> yeah, those air building. We, oh man, I'm crabby. <laughs> Going back to what you were saying, Derek, one of the biggest disappointments was that they didn't really show the story of La Llorona, which is in, it it differs, you know, in some accounts, but the most popular one I think is that this woman was very arrogant and narcissistic. She, she was very pretty and she knew it. Then like some handsome ranchero comes along one day, wins her heart. They have a couple kids, but then he, he's basically her in male form and he, goes off and kind of ignores her, flirts with other women and things like that, and so she gets mad and drowns their kids. And then she regrets it, and that's why she, and she drowns herself, and that's why she's the weeping woman and starts looking after for other other kids. You know, are you are you my children? And here, <laughs> here's the problem. I'm going to just jump in real quick. Here's the problem with that. That's the entire story. So they're trying to build something else off of that as the entire story, and it just didn't work, in my opinion. They didn't even try. No, they didn't try. They just took a generic story and like, oh, well, let's throw La Llorona on this story. Uh, It's essentially what it seemed like. Uh, At one point, I thought it was watching The Ring. Yep. Uh, They really stole from a lot of other horror films. Yeah, I just have nothing good to say about this movie. (laughs) It, which is which is really disappointing because when I first turned it on, for some reason my HBO app had it at a hundred percent Rotten Tomatoes, and I got excited. I'm like, well, maybe this is a gem. I what? you know I heard about the movie, but I don't have time to watch a lot of movies. So uh, 
I saw that 100%. And I even told Sarah, she was watching it with me. I said, this is 100%. And we're like 10 minutes in, and she looked at me, and she's like, I don't know. Are you sure this is 100%? Are you sure it wasn't loading and it said it was at 100%? <laughs> I even stopped it to go back to prove to her. It did say 100%, but, man, it was not correct. And it must have been like they, they got that one review in and then locked it down. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> By the, the director sent his review in, and, and that was they shut it off there. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Um, I'm trying to find something positive from this, and and I'm I'm struggling. I, I love Linda Cardinelli. Um, I didn't even say it right that time. Uh, I I love her. Outside of that, this was hot garbage. Like it wasn't even. It, I don't know because there there's like, it didn't even. I think breach into the funny. Like it's so bad, it's funny. Yeah, because yeah. it was like, like they're, they're actually like trying with this, and it's like that. And then, then the humor that that was in there was like the the um, the Michelangelo guy was sitting there and he's like ta da after like the oh. eggs exploded <laughs> and yeah, yes I'm 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 gonna keep using different um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle names <laughs> I'm gonna steal from Derek on that one but but yeah so I mean his his character was like a nice little oh comic relief quote unquote at, at the end or the serious ca- I don't because that was the thing and then like. There's the attempted murder on him by the yeah. mom of the first set of kids. Like, I, that 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 just gets breezed over. He gets patched up, and I guess the cops then get called. She just kind of walks out of there and leaves. And, by the way, she was running around barefoot. Because there's that whole switcheroo thing where you think it's La Llorona coming into the house, and it's actually her during that who's, one scene. It, who's her? The, um, the, the mother. The, uh, no, no, no. The, the mother from the... Patricia. The, Yes, the the two the kids, kids that that died. Yeah, yes. her name was her name was Patricia. Yes, there, there was a whole switcheroo with with you think it's her and then it's not. Yeah, she was uh, coming for revenge herself because she blamed uh, Anna's character for the the death of her children, which she was correct. kind of kind of yeah, and uh, yeah, and she was she went crazy and and kind of made a deal with La Llorona or tried to. She she was wanting to exchange Anna's children to get her own back, which, you know, would never have worked anyway. We but, don't know. They, she... We weren't told the rules, so maybe that yeah, isn't it, a rule it book. It might have worked. True. We have it, no idea. There, There's an alternate <laughs> ending of the movie where she's walking away with her kids. <laughs> I, I wish I watched that movie because it would have been better than, than what we did see. But then she has a change of heart at the end and decides to help yeah. Anna's character. After shooting um, Leonardo. After shooting De La Suave. Leonardo. <laughs> Splinter gotcha. Um, my biggest complaint, I guess, the, the best broad stroke complaint about this film is it's cookie cutter. There's nothing new about this whatsoever other than, well, it's not even the mention of La Llorona because I almost watched the wrong movie called The Haunting of La Llorona on Prime. Oh. And I wished I had seen that. It only had two stars, but I'm sure it would have been more entertaining than this. But, uh, yeah, I... I don't. It was just there was nothing special about it. the The atmosphere, the feeling you get from the film is bland. They they went to a prop house and bought everything they could from the seventies, set up a house, and that was literally all they did. I don't. I don't know. I just wanted it to be more cultural. I think something like that. It's it's a Latino legend, and it was just. I agree with you on that. I feel cookie like cookie cutter white bread. I'll be I, honest. Yeah. I feel like we got robbed of probably a better movie. I mean, I. You know what? I'm kind of interested in this other La Llorona movie because I'm like, I feel like they could, 
they basically took what you well actually i'm gonna just lately with 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 what you said Derek, because you actually said it perfectly they they just it was cookie cutter it you you could have just changed out who the villain was in this and it would have made no difference it could have just yeah. been the haunting of of um water or something yeah <laughs> or just the conjuring part four i think we've been up to yeah I've never seen any of those movies but apparently i've seen something connected to it now so oh no <laughs> this this is this is how they rope you in yeah no it's not uh <laughs> Derek, Derek Derek said it too like it was so predictable because oh, they they set up those shots where they're staring off you know into into the darkness or up the stairs or whatever and then there's a classic jump scare of like ah from the side and after like the fifth time that they did that literally looking straight in front of them waiting for her and then she's behind them i'm like these people are either idiots or i am <laughs> for watching this <laughs> and expecting them to realize she is not in front of them did you make it all the way to the credits at the sure, end sure sure wait there's something after the credits then you're the idiot <laughs> I'm the idiot. <laughs> oh, I, I I thought there was something after the credits where it like no. shows <laughs> her like I don't know. picking up or the, some crying, the, or or shows the Annabelle doll like sitting out in the back, like just like Smoking head spinning or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, this movie sucks. <laughs> Hi, folks. Annabelle here. La Llorona is a joke, but child abuse is not. <laughs> <laughs> So, so here's this is the, the long the, the, rough, the crime dog over there. <laughs> Annabelle smokes a lot. Give her a break. Oh man, she's got long hours. Hey, what does she after have to, like, watching this film, movies? I don't, uh, I, I don't blame her at all. I have a smoking problem too. If I <laughs> lived in that universe, I've got a question because I, I wonder. You know, you're, you're, you're about to talk the money that went into this film. A lot of that budget probably had to go into all the broken mirrors and glass. Like, I'm like, why does stuff keep shattering? I don't get it. Yeah, it was it's like pretty inconsistent. Every group. like every, every time like someone saw her in like a mirror or something, it just sh- it just cracks, and I'm like, I kind of like thing? that actually. It, I'm, but it was it was inconsistent though because it happened like it was inconsistent. Yeah, it, happened... it was a cool shot though. I will give you that. We, yeah. Sh- to to quickly explain what's going on, I, I guess at some point again, I was zoning out, but at some point, uh, <laughs> La Llorona turned back into her normal human self, mm. uh, the beautiful woman. And she was kind of turning good, I guess, breaking good. And then she looks over and sees herself in the mirror, and the mirror cracks. And she's like, and like turns into Morticia Adams and like runs and at away. At that point, I'm on, I'm on her team. I'm like, you know what? You're right. <laughs> I, I was just, she's just like catfished her. I was just waiting for the speech of, you know, I've, I've done some bad things to the kids, but now I'm going to go out. I'm going to save children. I'm going to be a hero. And oh my gosh, is that my face? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay, I can't hold it anymore. Did she or did she not just look like an early 90s WCW wrestler yes. in this thing? Yes, yes, 100%. Like, the makeup, they oh, they could have made her so cool, but um, they didn't? No. <laughs> no, it looked like practical makeup, which was not the right choice, I guess, in this <laughs> situation. Usually I would say the opposite, but uh, it looked like somebody's Halloween costume is honestly what it looked like. I think somebody could do a better job, too. Somebody had some Ben Nye makeup from CVS, and they're like, oh, we can take care of this. <laughs> they got that little little plastic Q-tip thing with the sponge on the end that falls yep. off after the first yep. uh, application. Yeah. Yep, that's the one. And then some Cairo syrup down, down her cheeks. <laughs> 
And then just let it dry, I guess. Perfect. Oh, it's awful. Okay, so yeah. so let's talk money. They spend $9 million on this, which I'm not surprised. That sounds about right. All on the makeup. All on the makeup and mirrors. <laughs> and mirrors. And 1970s furniture. <laughs> and uh, so it made, domestically, fi- almost $55 million. Gross. It opened at $26 million. Wow. That's why these make money. They're so, they're in, so low Yeah, that's budget. why they keep making them. Well, worldwide, 123 million. Boy, oh, boy. Now, what I think, my my, this is how my movie brain's working, and I, I hate to bring this up, but this is usually how it, it worked when I worked in the industry. They, they went by uh, demographics. So, uh, obviously, this is, like I said, Five different times now. This is a Latino-themed film, so they're probably banking on heavy, uh, you know, uh, viewership from Latinos, not only in the U.S. but from you know Mexico and South America, stuff like that. Because it again, it's their legend. It's something they're familiar with. So these these guys knew exactly what they were doing. Now, what I feel terrible about is all those people went to see this uh, a movie that they finally get made. You know, a, a movie about their childhood monster, and it's god awful. <laughs> They had their one opportunity, and they produced crap as a, as a result. So I'm just complaining a lot, I feel like, but uh, I really didn't like this well, movie. we're due for it. <laughs> <laughs> I, see, I, I'm surprised this movie was rated R. Yeah, I don't understand why that was. Huh. It, it maybe violence, violence against children, terror? maybe? Violence and mm. terror. Yeah. I'm, I'm MPAA like... is a strange animal. Because I'm like, I don't remember anything, I mean, yes, the, the child stuff, but I don't remember anything really like that was like, there wasn't a lot of cussing that I could point out. There wasn't a lot of, like, blood and stuff, so I'm like, did they just give it an R rating to, like, up its fears? Because uh, my my oldest daughter was going to watch this with me, but she had some, um, she's finishing up a lot of her, like, exams Shift and stuff. Shift at Walmart. Yeah, uh, no, no, no. F- f- finish up a lot of her exams for her school stuff right now, so online and everything. So she's like, ah, I'm kind of busy, but she wanted to watch it with me, and I'm sure that she would have been like, Oh my gosh, this was so scary and good. And I would have been like, What are what were did we watch the same thing? Wait, how old is your daughter? My oldest one's 17. Oh, okay. I was stepdaughter. Picturing... <laughs> stepdaughter. I, I, I didn't know how old she was. I was picturing yeah. maybe like 10 or something. That's why I made no. a Walmart joke, but yeah, um, that makes me wonder, like, if. Talking about demographics, it it seems like this movie would be kind of right up the alley for that younger audience, ten to thirteen year old range, maybe. <laughs> My first scary movie. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, they rated it R, and so they can't even watch it. So they're missing out on that demographic if that's who they were targeting. And you can, it, the way the MPA works is once you have a cut of the film that you think is going to be your final, you submit it. It's a whole process and usually it costs a lot of money. Uh, I can't remember what exactly the fee was. It was like six or seven grand, something like that for the films that we worked on. It's, it's based on the budget. It's a scale based on the budget. So you submit it and then they, they schedule a viewing. So one of the main guys there at the, at the MPAA will actually view it and then call back in and say, okay, here's your rating. You got violence. You got this, you got this, you got this, you got an R. So if we made a film that we wanted to be PG-13 and we got an R, then that means we have to go back to the editing room and start cutting stuff out that they said was flagged. So violence, uh, F-bombs, stuff like that, and you whittle it down to that PG-13. You meet your mark, and then you reach that demographic. But if that's what they were doing here, they, they left it at the R, and they didn't reach that demographic at all. So other than the Latino, I don't know 
what this was for, to be honest with you. It... So looking over the rating, it says violence and gore, moderate, but it says severe, the fright and intense scenes. Wrong. And yeah, I'm like I, I mean, it's jump scares. <laughs> you, you you can have jump scare. I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe the they're not even good jump scares. And there's so few the of drowning them. the kid. Maybe I, I don't know. Yeah, maybe the drowning, but like uh, I'm 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 it, going there, there with was, it was so slow. Yeah, right. Like yeah. Oh, I know incredibly. you. I know you want some build in some of those horror movies, but this was just like constant laying a foundation. And then all of a sudden, at the at the end, you're fighting in a swimming pool, and then in the attic, and that's it. <laughs> and you've lost interest completely. Sure. Yeah. I liked the addition of De Los Huevos in there because they showed a lot of kind of folksy magic, you know, that may have some cultural roots. I don't know for sure if that kind of stuff, you know, is practiced, but compare it to, like, sprinkling of salt to keep things at bay, to keep demons and things at bay. And then and then he says the uh, the seeds of this tree that... Um, Witnessed her crime. Right. And, and, that, and then, therefore, they have power over her. It can keep her from crossing um, over them if you make a line of them. And uh, so, like, you know, that kind of stuff was fun, although it got real, real hokey when one kid's in the pool getting drowned by Yorona, uh, Anna jumps in to save him. She's getting attacked. It's in the dark. And then the priest is like, and this, I, I love this, like a couple times he kind of like stares at the situation, lets him like get good and drowned a little bit. And then he's like, I better do something. And then he grabs a handful of salt or, or uh, garlic powder or something and like sticks it in the pool, says a prayer, and then holy water. they're saved. It was shock. I think it was pool shock. That's what it, it was. Just chlorine. <laughs> it was chlorine. Just puts chlorine in the pool. <laughs> La Llorona is algae. Exactly. And then he has the line. They're like, "What did you put in that pool?" And he's like, "Your pool is full of holy water now." <laughs> <laughs> full of holy water. <laughs> Not just I bless the water in the pool. Yeah. No, it's full of holy water now. <laughs> uh, one, once again, I think a line that would have done better was, I bless the pool, but no, it's it's now full of holy water. I just want the scene after that where she's like, do you know how much chlorine I'm going to have to buy now to rechlorinate this? <laughs> but I, I like the little folksy magic of it. I, that is one, one thing I did like. I mean, maybe I like that in all the kind of horror tropes like that. I love the kid getting jerked out of the house. That was... <laughs> Because that was just unexpected. You really like that. She so they make a line of the seeds in front of the door, so Yorona can't get in. And of course, the kid's Annabelle doll is outside the door, and she has to be a kid and grab the doll. And when she gets it, she turns around and runs back inside, while the doll sweeps some of the seeds away and breaks that line, that barrier. And then all of a sudden, she's just whoom. And she is jerked back <laughs> through that door invisibly. Like, how do you even imagine? It's like she turned into a sonic boom <laughs> and just got sent through the door. It was awesome. Okay, okay. I, I, I can't think I got, got an example. And I'm I'm not a fan of Tom Brady, but I'm going to use this as an example. So he dropped back in the pocket, has the girl, <laughs> and just throws it into the end zone. Launches. <laughs> I, I mean, the speed of it is what... what just impressed me so much because they get jerked around the whole movie. But when she goes out that door, man, she flies. <laughs> oh, I love that part. <laughs> David loves when kids get hurt. 
He's just twirling his mustache in the dark, back. watching it. Oh, Drinking man. a glass of warm milk or something creepy and weird. That oh, movie boy. was awful, but man, a kid got chucked out the door. <laughs> and that's Andy, our takeaway. You gotta today. come see this. You gotta come see this kid. Yeah. Watch this kid Look go. At the speed. It's impressive. <laughs> the kid's still flying somewhere. <laughs> Well, the director of this film, uh, oh, what's his name? Um, Michael Chavez, I guess he's going to direct, it's in post-production, he's already shot it, uh, The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. So That one's not out yet? We get to to enjoy yet another film. Mm. And after looking at his IMDb page, I can see he was like a uh, short film, uh, video, uh, music video type guy, so it's a lot of fast pace. It's a huge adjustment for him, so... You know, hmm. I, I don't want to crap on him too much. It's definitely a tall order, and and I wait. Who wrote this? Um, I didn't recognize did. the names. If you um, can get it up. Here. The only other movie that the one wrote was a movie called Five Feet Apart, which came out the same year, not dealing with the current situation we are all in. <laughs> Mickey <laughs> Daughtry and Tobias uh, Iconis, I think is how you would say that. Let's see what Iconis has done. I'm I'm guessing just oh he did five feet apart as well. Okay, well that was a bunt. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, hey, I it made I a ton we of money. Some... So who are we to judge? Yeah, right. <laughs> what do we know? <laughs> you know I, I I you know I have a uh, I don't want to say I have a huge Latino audience, but I have a pretty big Latino audience. They they submit stories all the time. I love I love all that stuff. So I'd be really curious to hear what they thought of this. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, they, you know, it's their le- like I said eighty-seven times. It's their legend. Is this ruined or is this kind of like what they ex- were expecting? Maybe I'm way off. I have no idea. Like I grew up in Ohio. I'm as far removed from this as possible. But I guess I live here now, and this is sort of the region where this is uh, reported from. But I mean, the film takes place in L.A., and I'm an hour and a few minutes away from L.A. But maybe the producers or the writers or whatever, maybe they didn't have the the money to make it. But I would like to see a period piece of this where the first act is her story and the second act is not very long after that same region and then they're dealing with kind of the same thing like why does it have to be modern you know and yeah. then the third act is they they deal with it and move on or whatever or maybe it sets it up for a more modern setting but i i, I kind of i think it would have been better if it were uh, a period piece that was set in mexico it was all culture you know all all latino culture and everything everything drew from that story instead of just kind of like the story is tacked on yeah and this is this is just another nun just in somebody's attic (laughs) again you know just as usual (laughs) as scary as it as it is you you know when you go up in the attic and there's just nuns everywhere or if I mean, if it's that universe, or an, another conjuring in the attic, or another Annabelle, or whatever, you saying the attic, and there was a lot of water involved. But the the reality of that situation is that. Let me ask you a question: Name a successful period horror film. Would you say Crimson Peak was successful? I've never seen it. Uh, That's a was Giel- that from like the early Guillermo 80s? del Toro. No, that was oh, uh, just a few years back. Yeah, well, I'm not familiar like with Victorian that one. Kind of it has um. It has Loki in it. Yeah, it does. It does. 
The watch, Watchers? Is that the Nicole, Nicole Kidman one? What is that one? The Watchers. Shoot, I'm, no, not the Watchers. What? What is the... Oh, the, the other, others. The others, the yeah. Others. That uh, one's kind of a period piece. But was it successful? Just because it's well, a good movie was... doesn't mean it's successful. Well, I, I mean, the... I mean, lucrative. I'll okay. use I'll use the word lucrative instead not of successful. To, not to give um, David any more ideas of upcoming topics, but didn't they do it on the Winchester Mystery House? Yeah, Helen Mirren. Oh, yeah, well, that was awful. Yeah, do not pick that, that one that next. Yeah, I'm, I'm checking um, on the others to see what kind of money that that film made. Oh, oh, I yeah, mean, it was a huge hit, two hundred and nine million dollars, and it had a seventeen million dollar budget. Which one was that? Uh, the others from two thousand one, Nicole Kidman, and I'm pretty sure Nicole Kidman got a good chunk of that budget. So you would that think. one was pretty good, though. It was. It was a really, really well done film. Uh, suspenseful, like it had a twist at the end. I won't give it away yeah. if anybody hasn't seen it. Uh, it's just the way you do a horror film. I, I feel, especially like a period horror film, which is really difficult to do because you have to sell the period and then you also have to sell the horror. And that, that's difficult. That's really difficult. That's why the period action pieces are better, or, or, or sorry, the period action movies are better received because it's easy just to throw uh, stunts and stuff out there. But to actually yeah. have the atmosphere, to turn that atmosphere into something spooky, that's that's a difficult thing to do. So what if you get something that combines the two of those, combines the horror and the action? Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. <laughs> Another super lucrative. awful movie. Anyways, I was next so week. excited for that one, too. <laughs> I, I think I went to the theater and saw that one, unfortunately. I think I own it. I might have, too. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I, I'm probably going to make a lot of people mad, but horror films are terrible anymore. We need some good ones. They're just not. They're not good. I, I agree with you. That's, but you said it. Like Jordan Peele's coming out with some very good yeah, stuff. Yeah. I I think it's just that the money that they make off these, if they did it for nine million and they made twenty some million that first weekend or whatever it was, that's why we're getting the crappy cookie cutters. You know. But that that's a rare thing, actually. That doesn't happen very often, and it's sort of. Uh, you kind of want to blame Jason Blum for this. Oh. Uh, it's kind of their model, Blumhouse's model, where they just do like all these two, three million dollar movies and see what sticks. You end up with um, uh, what was the uh, the Purge? You end up with the Purge, or You're Next, I think was his as well. Uh, there's just a few hits, but for every one of those, there's like ten movies that you've never heard of that were just absolute garbage that they threw two or three million dollars at. Oh wait, wait, Blumhouse did one I saw like. Like two years ago was the one where it was like the elevator thing. The guy has like implants or something in him. Uh, upgrade, I think it was called. I'm not sure. You just proved my point. <laughs> yeah, they they have done. I remember seeing stuff for the um the one where they were in the elevator. Oh, devil, devil, evil. Oh, it's devil. Yeah, it is. That was him. Like Shyamalan, the... I believe. No, no, this one is um this one's like Valentine's Day or something like something weird. It was like a guy who's stalking a girl. And then he makes the elevator stop, and while she's in it, oh, I, this is uh, sounding real there's, familiar. There's listeners out there losing their mind, like, <laughs> oh, yeah, you yeah, idiot! It's we, this. <laughs> we're we're old. Send us cookies. Uh, yeah, is it Luigi? Is. I mean, Luigi Origin of Evil. It, it is not. Okay. Well, I tried. <laughs> <laughs> but that's they're taking fun ideas, and I I think they're they're just they're fumbling them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, they're just lazy with it. Maybe, or or maybe they're just not close enough to the subject matter to to make it that good. 
I feel like, you know, the three of us could probably take one of these legends, uh, Yorona, uh, just a, a Ouija board, you know, and, and the stuff that's associated with that or whatever, shadow people maybe. I bet we could we could write a, a hell of a, a script for it. Now, whether that script makes it to, from A to Z, that's the problem. Get a Stecco type to be the lead. Yeah, we got this. <laughs> Stecco type. <laughs> <laughs> um, or a Toby type, maybe. Uh. We haven't we haven't made fun of Toby yet this episode. Oh, then there. Check that. Off Check the this. box. All right, I think we got everything in now. Have lots of synchronicity in it, and yeah, yeah then we'll be. Oh, actually, I got brilliant. one more thing I want to talk about real quick. Cause this this dawned on me, and I meant to bring it up earlier. Did anyone else find it weird? She was sitting there looking at the crime scene photos of the kids while she was sitting in bed. <laughs> That's the least. <laughs> That's the least thing yeah, I had to was... worry about. No, because I thought she was going to see Yorona in one of the pictures. I, I thought that I was too, because she was like looking at baby photos, and I was like. Oh, she's looking yeah. at baby photos. Crime scene photos? I'm like, okay, weird. The point of that was um, that the marks that La Llorona left on their wrists when she grabbed the kids were the same ones that showed up on her kids. And on and her. She, that's when she put that together. And on her, yeah. That's how you know you're screwed. Yeah. But the other thing about her in this and the, the writing of it, maybe, that I didn't find really believable. Shock <laughs> of shocks. <laughs> no. Is how often she'd leave them alone <laughs> after all this had happened. After they were getting sucked out of windows and terrorized in the car. Also, the kids never told her and caused a lot of problems yep. until it was like, you know, in, in the middle of it. And then she just starts leaving them alone, leaving them alone and let the kid take a bath by herself. <laughs> well, she couldn't bathe herself, you know, the day before. But this day, after she learns of La Llorona and knows that she's after her kid, she's like, ah, you're fine. You, you could probably handle it this day on your own. And, of course, she couldn't. She almost got killed in the bathtub. Yeah. Those kids were just, they were not supervised. Social services should have come yeah, and talked to her. Also, failed. very aerodynamic, though. Very aerodynamic children. Totally. Totally. We're showing like a fold up. You know, my I, I guess my, my closing argument here, my biggest complaint that I think took the most away from the film, other than it was bad, lazy writing, everything else I've said, the the, the biggest complaint I have left, I'll rephrase it. Um they showed La Llorona way yeah. too much. Way too much. Early on, very beginning like she was a main character in this thing. If you think of, well, I mean, Jaws is the classic example where they didn't show the shark till the end. So your imagination fills in the blanks and it's 10 times scarier. They didn't do that. They fed you the Halloween makeup, La Llorona, and said, oh, here, be, be afraid of this. We're going to show it to you every 20 seconds. She's going to pop out of the shadows every 20 seconds. And like you said, David, after the first couple of times, it lost the effect. It didn't work anymore. Yeah. So yeah. That, 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 that made me mad. They, yeah, they, they showed her way too often, and then they, they also didn't show her enough because there were so many scenes of this invisible force True. that yeah. was acting on so much stuff. I Like, after you've seen her so much, why do you need this invisible trope going on? Either keep that until you're ready to reveal her, or don't do it. Just show show her. Yeah, but but point. if she's not invisible, then it wouldn't look awesome when she kicked that little girl. My God, you're you're right there. That's that's it right there. Because if she you are if you just on. see the ghost kicking her, I'm like, oh, well, that's or, kinda... or grabbing her and like carrying her out the door or something. I, oh I, no, I, yeah, yeah, that was yeah, a punt for sure. 
or a field goal even, or a kickoff. That was she got a running start. That was like Charlie Brown. <laughs> Only she didn't pull the ball out. Ah, oh, you forgot to pull the kid out. <laughs> she kicked that kid so far. It was so fast, you guys. It was so fast. I, I need to find and that a scene dragged on forever i'm like get the yeah. doll or die already pick one of the two yeah, and let's move right. on i literally have oh, things no, to no, do they, today. we gotta move on they, there was so you, much we know what's gonna there happen was so much build up to it because there, there was her reaching out and then she kind of stumbled and you're like oh she's gonna break it then no and then like the wind chime started going like something's going on and it's like oh my gosh just just get it or die, please. One of the two. No parent anywhere around. I realize she only has one at this point, but still, <laughs> for some reason, she's in the other room sewing or doing no, whatever. No, no, they, they, they were at the back door, like, screaming at the back door because it was moving or something. And apparently, I guess <laughs> this spirit can only be around one door at a time? Once again, I don't know the rules. They were cooking eggs, probably. <laughs> Well, I, I might sound a bit calloused with this comment, but uh, the way that those kids behave, they deserve to die. Oh, dang. <laughs> they, they didn't tell their mom what was going on. There were so many things. So many things. Like the kids out dicking around in the woods. Like two little kids just got drowned. I guess they were drowned. They didn't find out they were murdered right away, but um, murdered by a ghost, I guess. I'm trying to make sense of this, and it's just <laughs> I'm trying to apply logic to something that just really isn't it's, logical. It sounds like La Llorona is literally drowning you right now in that. <laughs> yes, I'm. I'm gonna just abandon ship before something bad happens. I'd love to see see the police report on that one. Uh, murdered by ghost. Yep. Case closed. <laughs> I wonder if that's ever happened before. <laughs> That actually, there was a there was a case. Uh, it was it the Greenbrier ghost that someone successfully argued that a ghost was involved and won their law, lawsuit. That would be a better movie than this. I yeah, I don't remember that. <laughs> Greenbrier gro- ghost sounds familiar. You explaining I think that that was what it was is a better movie than this. Yeah, hundred hundred percent agree. <laughs> we should write it and just make it. We should we should do our own production and, and then you know in all the spare time that yes, we have, yeah, yeah, and then make the movies we want to make. And then have some other jackasses make fun of us. Exactly. Yes, exactly right. <laughs> uh, anyways, Justin, final thoughts? Um, this was um, waste of my time. I, I don't want to be that harsh. <laughs> I mean, it was fun to talk with you guys about it. But, I mean, besides that, I regret a lot of things that led me to have to watch this. <laughs> I, is it the worst thing we've ever done on this show? No. Bigfoot no. Hitler movie oh, was way no. worse than this one. That had uh, I don't know about that. that. That was at least vaguely a think piece. This is very like <laughs> I guess that's true. I get the, the 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 think piece on this is how'd this get made? Why am I still watching it? It made so much money, you guys. All so the money. money. You know what? That's that's actually what what the thing is. We're just making fun of this because we want all that money. Derek, what are your thoughts? My my biggest thought is my, okay, let me make a circle around and try this. Growing up, and I know, David, you know this. Growing up, my my local story, like, equivalent to this was the Taily Poe. Or we called it Taily Poo because I was couldn't read. And <laughs> and it sounded scary in my... Taily Poo sounds fun, scarier than Taily Poe, in my opinion. But anyway. Uh, so if somebody you know made a movie about Taily Poe, Taily Poo, whatever, and uh, and it was awful, I would I would be so mad. So... 
I feel terrible for anybody that grew up with this legend. And then they had to watch this and be like, this is what I was delivered. This is garbage. So that's my final thought is if you watch this and this was your childhood story and this was ruined, I'm sorry. That sucks. Mm. Yeah, that's a good point. I know I've seen worse. <laughs> I can't think of them right now. Um, but uh, it, it was it was a disappointment from knowing the legend of it and the lore that's behind it, the culture that's behind it. Uh, it, I, I found it very disappointing. I found it very predictable. Like you said, Derek, the, the makeup was not good. Like I said, also, I didn't think that anything about it screamed the seventies. <laughs> not, not that that matters really. Nobody had a seventies haircut. No, not one no. single person. Not really? Well, she, she sort of did. She sort of had a fair faucet thing going, but yeah, they didn't really commit to it. Yeah, yeah. kind of like somebody would now. I'm like, I'm going to go with the 70s cut, and that's what they get. I'm like, okay, well, it's influenced. Yeah, there's, there's but... some feathering, but, you know. <laughs> I think if I remember seeing correctly in, like, the show mess-ups or goofs or something or inconsistencies, like, the police officer apparently has, like, a fade haircut, which they immediately point out was not popular until, like, maybe 20 years later. So... Oh. I mean, the biggest 70s things about it was she was driving a station wagon and then the cop car was, you know, definitely of that time period. But Oh, and a typewriter. Typewriter. What, that they had one or didn't no, have the, one? No, the, that they, the, they had one. She was typing on a typewriter at the beginning of the movie. I see. That that immediately dates it to sometime before, you know, I guess the 80s? Mm-hmm. Sure. I, I don't know. I grew up using a typewriter until at least like eighth grade or something. Humble brag. So, anyways, that was... Uh... It was a teal green when I bought it at a yard sale. The ribbon was completely useless. I put food coloring on it. I don't know. And all the youth listening to this have no clue what you're talking about. So. No, they have no clue. They don't know the struggle. Yeah, I, I, I would say, you guys, if you're looking for something to do on a Saturday night, you want a Netflix and spine-tingling chill... Pass. Watch pass the shape of water. <laughs> Watch the shape of water <laughs> for that for that finger falling off. That's pretty. Scary. Yeah, that's more scarier <laughs> than this movie, hands down. Uh, so sorry, gentlemen. Um, that was the the curse of La Llorona. <laughs> was my pick. <laughs> we're all cursed now. Now we're all. Cursed. Yep, we are Llorona. Tell us uh, where we can find everybody at, Justin. Uh, you mean you mean or just uh, yeah? Me. I was about to say you mean just me. Uh, you can find <laughs> me on the Zygnus podcast every week, talking about pop culture and all things nerdy, and definitely not this movie. And that's Z E N G. This you can find me. Uh, just search for Monsters Among Us podcast. Basically anywhere you can find them: YouTube, uh, podcatchers, that kind of thing. And also catch out Paranormal Caught on Camera on Sundays. I think at nine Eastern is when that's on Travel Channel. How how many episodes does that run season, Derek? That's an excellent question, David. I have no idea. <laughs> Fair enough. I, I I just answer their questions, and I know very little about anything else that's going on over there. So Probably as it should be, I guess. I, I, we're shooting season three right now, I can tell you that much. Yay! Right, from, from my basement. Yay? The whole crew is there. Yeah, the whole crew is there. They've been sleeping here for weeks. It's It's really weird, awkward. They're nice, but it's just awkward because we only have a two-bedroom. They're trying to, to get that bungee system set up so they can yank a kid out from their bed. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, you can find Blurry Photos the same way. Just search Blurry Photos Podcast anywhere. Go to blurryphotos.org. At the time this probably comes out, I would say Miss Cryptid has just ended, but you may have time to vote on the 
finalist. I'm not sure. That's maybe I'll just cut this if that <laughs> if that's not the case, but who cares? Um, here, I'm gonna tell you some information. I don't know what the details are, but here's what I got. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. So just make it funny. Here's how you use the garage door opener. <laughs> uh when you <laughs> So yeah, that's uh that's it. That's another night at the round table. Um Woot. I think Justin's up next Ooh. for for picks. I, I've so got we'll some see, ideas. We'll see what he comes up with. I got please, some ideas. please be gentle, please. <laughs> uh, I feel like we had a couple good ones there in a row, and uh, and then tanked. I had to uh, bring De Los Huevos into this. So. <laughs> oh man. Anyways, uh, I've been David Flora. I've been Derek Hayes, and I'm Zinger. Bye. Bye. I like turtles. <laughs> Sweet.